Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. Did you know that there are single mothers in the Bible? And there are plenty of single mom Bible verses that you can learn from. Not just single mothers in the Bible, but single mothers who went through struggles, loneliness, brokenness, and hardship. You know, basically the same things that us single moms go through today. As I sought to do my own single mom's Bible study, these three women stood out to me through my struggles, brokenness, and abandonment, and just about every other situation that I faced as a single mom. So I know for a fact that these single moms are going to help you in whatever situation that you're going through. I also recommend that you take time to do a single mom's Bible study on your own on all of these women, and you may be shocked on what else you can get from them besides what I'm telling you. And before we continue, check out my very popular video on how to get over your baby's daddy, where I talk more in detail about these single mothers in the Bible. And don't forget to click the link down below to subscribe to my YouTube channel. So let's begin, shall we? In this post, I will teach you about three single mothers in the Bible that you can learn from, give you information for you to do a single mom Bible study on your own, and give you single mom Bible verses, both Bible verses for single moms and Bible verses about single moms that will offer you encouragement. So number one, Elijah and the widow at Zarephath. One of the main inspirations that I got from the widow at Zarephath, I lost my job and my behind was broke and struggling and literally I did not know how I was going to get groceries for the week. I literally had the same moment that the widow had. If you are not familiar with the widow at Zarephath, God sent Elijah to the widow at Zarephath where God told him he would be provided for by the widow. God what Guy did not tell Elijah is that the widow could barely provide for herself and her child, let alone give some food to someone else. And so the widow said, As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar, and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. 1 Kings 17.12 Remember the situation that I told you about where I felt like this widow when I was struggling to make ends meet, which I have a blog post on and a video on that you can watch and read down below. I got laid off from my really good job just after I bought my house and I literally was watching my account balance on zero. I felt this way. I was a single mom trying to pay mortgage, keep up on the bills and pay for food. I literally sat one day in the kitchen and looked at my empty fridge and cabinets knowing that I had very little food to eat, no real money to buy more food. And I remember relating to this widow, feeling like after my son eats up his last bit of food, we will lay down and die of starvation because I couldn't afford to buy anymore. Of course I am still alive, as is my son, because God figured out a way to provide for us. He told me to go to church and there he gave me a substantial amount of food and he made a way, but that does not discount the fact that you may need encouragement because as a single mom, you may find yourself in this situation. Since I have experienced God coming through for me when it comes to food, the widow is a reminder of that because that's exactly what he did for this widow. She took a leap of faith even though she had no food for herself and her son. She decided not to pay attention to what she saw in the material world. And that was typically if you gave food away when you are poor that you're going to have less food and not more. But she chose to give Elijah her last bit of food off of the strength that he was a man of God and God provided for her. So there was food every day for Elijah and the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry. 
and keeping the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. 1 Kings 17, 15 through 16. What we can learn from this widow is that no matter where your job is, if you have one, if you're underpaid, looking for a job, broke, recently widows, or whatever the situation, you may be feeling like you will just sit back and let the chips fall where they may and lay down and die. Don't lay down and die. God has a way of turning things around. I know this because I lived it. And when I go through my kitchen now, there's more than enough food. Not only did God provide for me during that time, but he still provides now. As a single mother, when you feel like you have nothing else to do and nowhere else to turn and you're sitting around broke as a joke, then turn to God and allow him to fix it. Number two, Abraham and Hagar. This is actually one of my favorite single mothers in the Bible because if you are stuck doing it alone without the help of your child's father or no child support, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read that, then the story of Hagar is a single mom Bible study that you want to look into. We all know the story of Abraham and Hagar and many of us cheer for Sarah and resent Hagar because she laid down with Abraham, Sarah's husband, and had a child. But I felt sorry for Hagar. I mean, think about it. Hagar was forced to sleep with Abraham by Sarah. Then when she got pregnant, Sarah resented her for her child she told or made Hagar have. And then to top it all off, Abraham sent Hagar and her child Ishmael away because he was not the child that God promised and they went away into the desert with a small bottle of water and a little bit of food. How depressing. If you have not read my single mom story, then you can do so by clicking the link down below. I will give you a brief overview as to why I relate to Haggai so much. This is because after my son's father was a year old, I found out that he was married. That was while he was in prison, by the way which happened to happen after my son was born. I may have looked like the bad guy, but I didn't know he was married. In fact, he didn't even tell me he was still legally married. I found out through the prison system, right along when I found out that he had a girlfriend among other women while he was in prison. I can recall when I found out this information, I felt a lot like Hagar going to the desert with me and my son, allowing his father to be in whatever situation with his girlfriend and wife and whoever else at this point. And beyond the women, he was not interested in doing anything for me or my son. Not seeing him and not paying child support, so into the desert I went just like Hagar. A little bit of food and water, hoping for the best. Early the next morning, Abraham got some food and a bottle of water. The bottle was made out of animal skin. He gave the food and water to Hagar, placing them on her shoulders. Then he sent her away with the boy. She went on her way and wandered into the desert of Beersheba. Genesis 21:14. What single mothers can learn from Hagar is that sometimes there are mothers out there living in the desert haven't been having been sent away by their child's father. They are out there wandering around doing it on their own feeling as though they are in a desolate place and Hagar sat in the middle of the desert waiting for her and her son to die. But an amazing thing happened, and this is the same point that I mentioned in my video down below about God's promises for single mom. Because it is in these moments that when you're stuck doing it all on your own, you do have a choice. And the choice is to sit there and die, or the choice is to do something positive in the situation. Because if God is there, then there is something positive. Hagar literally sat in the middle of the desert getting ready to die of thirst when God opened her eyes and there was a well right in front of her. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy underneath one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat about a bow shot away for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die and as she sat there she began to sob too. God heard the boy crying and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter Hagar? Don't be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies here. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. 
Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin and the water and gave it to the boy to drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. Genesis 21:17-20. There are some points that I have highlighted here in regards to Hagar. That in the midst of her pain, God was always with her. He was there with her in the desert and he was there with her as she raised her son and as the boy grew. And even as she sat and thought all hope was lost, there was a well right in front of her face. The point is that no matter what your situation is, God is always with you providing a way out and never get so caught up in your hardship that you start to think you are going to die of thirst because God is going to present you with the well. But if you are so caught up in your pain, then surely you will miss it. I always suggest that you read the story of Hagar as a single mom Bible study. I know for myself, I have drawn so many lessons from it. Number three, Naomi and Ruth. Naomi makes the list of single moms in the Bible because to me, she is a single mother, but in a less traditional way. Naomi had two sons, both of whom were married and a husband. All of the men died in her life. So Naomi was left with two daughters-in-laws. Her biological children did die, but she was still the mother of these two women who were married to her sons, one being Ruth. Being an older woman whose entire family was gone, Naomi thought that she could not have any more children or grandchildren. Even her daughters-in-law were grown and she did not expect them to stay with her as she traveled back to her homeland. Naomi was bitter and thought that her life would never get better. Don't call me Naomi, she said. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Ruth 1.20 Ruth took on the responsibility of providing for her mother-in-law, and there she met Boaz. Ruth was a little lost in the sauce about what to do about Boaz, and it was Naomi who advised Ruth on what to do and really pushed along her relationship with Boaz. On the day Ruth's mother and Naomi said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you must be well provided for. Ruth 3.1 And so we know the story of Ruth and Boaz. And if you don't, I have a separate blog which you can click the link down below to read details about that. She had a child with Boaz and Naomi's entire faith was restored. Even in the Bible, it says Naomi has a son, not Ruth's son, even though it was Ruth and Boaz's child. The woman said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there says, Naomi has a son. Ruth 4, 14-16 What we can learn from Naomi is that no matter how bad things may seem, you do not know what God is doing, where he is taking you, or why he has taken everything that you have holding dear. You can see that with Naomi, you have to trust what God is doing. The pain that Naomi felt only lasted for a little while. And like Naomi, sometimes God is putting you through these situations to get you to a better situation. After all, the child Ruth gave birth to is also the grandfather of David, who was a man after God's own heart. Had the hardship that Naomi felt not happened, then we may not even have a David. And if we did not have a David, then we may not have a Solomon, and so on and so forth. I know that being a single mother is hard, but reading these single mothers in the Bible stories should be a reminder to you that God has not forgotten about you. And as he saw these women through, he will also see you through as well. If you know someone who may need to read this post, then go ahead and share it with them. And also consider getting my book specifically for single moms, Fix It Jesus for Single Moms Only, which you can click the link down below to buy.